on today's episode of Gathering the Kings. Become a huge listener and don't become a know-it-all. I have a great board. I have great mentors. I have great friends. And that's the decisions that I made in myself is, you know, be open. Don't matter who that, where that person is, be a listener. You are listening to Gathering the Kings with Chaz Wolf, featuring fellow seven, eight, and even nine-figure business owners who have real battle scars from business and life, but have prevailed as the king that they are designed to be. We welcome high-performing entrepreneurs to the stage in order to reveal the real of the real on what it takes to build a successful business today. We dissect the good and bad decisions they've made along the way that give a true and accurate picture of the journey of success and how you too can get there. Through this dialogue, you will learn the value of growing your network and surrounding yourself with power players and kings like today's guest. Grab your pen and notebook because we're about to dive in. What's up, everybody? I'm Chaz Wolf, Gathering the Kings podcast. Today, I've got Victor Rodriguez here on the King stage. My brother, how we doing? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me, brother. Appreciate it. And I'm looking forward to it. Good. Well, we're going to have an incredible conversation. And uh, before we even talked, I knew it was going to be incredible because we're both rocking a fantastic beard. And uh, how can we not have camaraderie on this show? At this point, you know, I've said this a couple of times now, but I'm, I'm going to have to like seek a, a beard, a beard manufacturer or a beard, uh, you know, cleaning company or a trimming company, a beard company needs to come on here and be a sponsor. I've had so many freaking kings with beards on this show. <laughs> Just it's awesome, the new thread. It's the new thread. I always say that, you know, I look at it. Now I know why women have to take care of their hair so much with this beer. <laughs> I can tell you it gets dirty, shampoo, right. everything. But, you know, enjoy it. I enjoy it. That's right. if, That's you know, right. I think I'm going to lose my hair a little bit sometimes later on. So I might as well just keep <laughs> this one. Yeah, you got you to gotta keep it where you can keep it. So I, I understand <laughs> that for sure. Mine, I've said this a couple of times before, too, but I'm starting to get some grays. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for that, you know. Dude, embrace it, embrace it. I have just it. go for it. Yeah, they, 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 they're all coming out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, they say it's wisdom, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to embrace the change. You know, a little salt and pepper. But Victor, tell us what kind of business that you got, brother. Yes, yes, I have an interesting business. You know, I started mobile fueling and technology. In the old days, they call it wet fueling. But you know, as the new technology and eras, everything is being delivered directly to you. I thought of coming out with something new, especially being in New York. Um, how can you bring directly fuel directly to your car, but also to your fleet? So yeah. you don't have to waste that time at a gas station. Right. So I introduced right. what is Gas It Up. And we are one of the top mobile fueling in the United States right now on our platform. And, you know, looking forward to seeing and continue to grow throughout the U.S. Wow. You just said some some very, very impactful things. And you said it very, very humbly. But we're going to dive more into that. I'll give you a chance to toot the horn a little bit more. Mm -hmm. But you're bringing fuel to residential and commercial clients. And you're saving time, which obviously then translates into money for businesses and even for the residential. But this is something that you're planning on taking much larger than you already are. You're already got a yeah. really big business, man. And you're, and you're planning on growing, huh? That's my goal. You know, when I first started Gas It Up, I said, you know, my goal is to be the number one. Unless I'm going to go hard and create these challenges for myself, I might as well just sit down on a chair and don't do nothing. I'm going to make sure they go all the way and I have a huge opportunity to become the number one mobile fueling company in the United States. But I want to be able to fix something. I don't go to residents and I'll okay, tell you it. why. It, you know, there's a lot of regulations of how we move fuel. 
But in the future of it, hopefully there will be an opportunities where we can do residents okay. later on. Okay. Very good. Good, okay. good clarification point. Thank you for that. It's also funny too, or interesting that you would have the opportunity in the future. Maybe this is a little foreshadowing for us. Yeah. No, look, looking look forward back to in it. a few years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fun to look at it. It just says, Hey, this is what we were speaking about it, but now we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's fun stuff. Well, good. Okay. So I want to get into your story and hear about some of the ups and downs, but before we do that, Victor, I got to know, there's a reason why you do this. I know you got a family. I know you got, you know, you said the ups and downs of the, the, the problems that I create for myself. This isn't an easy road that we've chosen as entrepreneurs. Why do you do it? Even after all the success that you've had, you still do it. Why? Yeah, I can tell you, I'm going to try to keep this one a little short, but I do this, you know, I seen my mother done this thing and try to do business herself. And I, I enjoy giving back, Chad. And it's something that is in my passion. I'm actually one of the youngest board members one New York Mental Health. And I also started my own foundation, the Gasset Foundation. And I believe I'm passing over what some of the experience you can have to these who wants it. You know, yeah. and seeing this journey through what my mother went through in her past and her life and seeing that I'm being, I can have a huge opportunity. I should be able to do what I want. And I went after the hardest industry out there and it's the gas industry. And, you know, this is where I'm at at the moment. I think anyone, a lot of people, anyone can do this, but, you know, you just have to focus and put time and time is the only thing that you need to put in there. And it's the only thing that doesn't have a value. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or it has so much value and we don't recognize it. Right. Oh, yes. What, I mean, so you hinted at your mom, right? So yeah, I think we, we've got a similar, you know, a little bit of our stories are, are same in this way, but why does that, you know, you, you talked about her being a business and obviously just the struggles of that, but why does that stick with you today? I mean, you're talking about some pretty big business moves that you're making and, and your why is to be able to take advantage of the opportunity that she gave to you. That's what I just heard. Yes. Why is that? Why is that? deep inside of you like it is it's an interesting story you know my mother my mother came in here into the united states at a younger age and she was also able to bring us my little brother to myself at a younger age here and seeing her struggle and seeing her saying that she can still work and still being able to maintain a little small business that she did without knowing any english my thoughts it was i'm like wow you can do this and i have an education you know and i have uh, and i have he and i'm here and that means I can do anything. And she always said, you know, it's, you, you do whatever you put your mind, you set to. And the only person who's going to stop you is yourself. So don't let anyone yeah. else just continue running up. And, you know, you're going to run into a couple, you know, mountains. But just, you know, if you fall, you're ready. You've you done it. Now you can walk up like you would experience. So continue running up. So this is the experience that I have that I have in the past. And, you know, it took me a long, long time to get where I am. But it's successful and it's been fun. It has been challenging, but I can tell so I can tell anybody now what not to do on a startup in some levels. <laughs> yeah, of course. I think that that that's why we've got you here to be able to share some of those nuggets. Mm -hmm. But you know, the heart behind it mm -hmm. is oftentimes the place where you have to start. And if you don't have that that burning desire, you know, so obviously both of us, you know, coming from that single mom, you know, scenario and just the difficulty of that. I haven't heard a lot of people say it like you just did. And I've said it myself in a similar way where I look back, obviously as a dad now, and you know, we've both got kids and you're like, man, this is, this is a lot, you know, we've got four, four little kiddos. And I think back and I go, how did my mom do this? Like just logistically speaking, yes. let alone mentally and like physically and spiritually be able to like 
bring the fortitude and and persistence every day. Just logistically, how was she in all these places all at once? School and basketball and uh, and three jobs all the time. It's just like so much reverence and but freedom at the same time. Because like what I you agree. said, mm-hmm. man, if she can do it, if she can do that with what she was given, how much more am I responsible for? How, it's my duty, mm-hmm. right? I agree to that. And, and, you know, it's beauty to see that. And it just, you know, that's when I look at it and I think, and, you know, just put some times into what you want to do and, and believe in yourself and, you know, seeing my mother do, do this. And I'm like, ah, I got to give the power to her always anywhere that I can. And I always mention she's always been my experiment to do anything that I want to do. And I'll take on different challenges, you know, as, as I continue on my journey and I'll continue to let you know some of the other challenges and some of the journeys that I have taken. But a lot of it, I owe it to her and I always thank her. My mother's name is Pilar Hernandez. Through marriage, her, her name is actually Pilar Kelly, where, you know, she was born in Dominican Republic in a place called Savannah de la Mal. And, and, you know, came through in being in the United States and being in New York City as a, as by herself. And yeah. getting married and bringing other two kids to, you know, to see what else that she can give a better life to her kids. And every day, yeah. put food in our plate. I'm like, she's my champion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. You know, it's funny because there's this concept mm-hmm. uh, that I've wrestled with as a dad, and this would be interesting to see what you think about this, and then we can we can get into some of your story. But you know, there's there's this you know like if if we give maybe too much to our kids, like make it too easy, and 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 we pave the road for them, right? Like silver spoon, then then they don't they don't go through any struggles, mm-hmm. right? And so they don't necessarily experience the same things that we did. They don't have the appreciation for whatever it is. And so, mm-hmm. and that's this, you know, this, you know, you have some millionaires and billionaires that don't give anything to their kids for that reason. And then you have others that do. And sometimes that produces a, you know, maybe a lesser desired result in, in the kid. So I've got this back and forth tug on, you know, how do you raise a child inside in an environment where there's maybe first generation wealth like you and I, and, but yet still provide opportunities for them to figure things out and have a little bit of a struggle. So when I see it, as like your mom, obviously with what she was given, she paved the rate, the, the, you know, the road so far, like, you know, maybe she hasn't been able to be as financially successful as you, right. But she, with what she was given, she paved the road this far, right. And you don't necessarily need to go back and learn those exact same things that she did. She already learned those and she was able to teach them to you. So now you can pave. Okay. Like here you come. Right. And so do your kids really need to go back and learn all those same mistakes? Well, it, I think it's the same as an entrepreneur right now listening to us. They don't have to go through them. I they might have them. to because they're mm-hmm. stubborn, <laughs> but they can just listen to us. And so what's your thought around the difference of maybe like paving the way with your experience so that your kids can kind of like take it from here and keep going versus, well, if I pave them the way, then they're just going to be spoiled little brats. Like, what are your thoughts? I love that question because it's quite interesting. You know, I have that conversation a lot with a lot of my friends and I look at it. I'm like, hey, I want my kids to just take, be able to take from where I am. You know, I want to be able to give them and speed through the process that way. My mom did as much as she can and as much as she had, you know, taught herself. And I think she gave right. me a hundred percent of, yep. and, and if she could have gave me a million percent, she would have probably gave me that also. So if I have the opportunity to speed up my kids to a million percent and say, Hey, take the way from here. But, you know, you also have different kids 
as you know, I have little brothers. I also have older brothers. They take different different process of it. You know, maybe one of my other kids is going to say, look, that I don't want to take this. So I want to take this side of it, but I'm going to support them in whichever way they want to. I always want to make sure that, you know, what my mom did for me and all of my, and my brother and sister is support you. And I want to be able to support you, whether you want to be able to work for someone, whether you want to be an entrepreneur, I hope you go for to be an entrepreneur and continue the business and growing the legacy. That's my goal. And that's what I'm doing here. But if you want to go save the world, if you want to go do something else, Hey, I'm here to support you and tell you as you know, your father, your family to give you that hundred percent and whatever your needs are. Yeah. I love that perspective. Very good. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's get into your story, man, because you've, like you said, you've got some ups and downs. Just give me the overview. Like, you know, how'd you start the business? How did you, like, you know, this, this, this is a, a, a concept that a lot of people I'm sure thought about, but you actually did something. What'd you do before? How did you start the business? Oh, it was funny. You know, um, I was trying to find what I wanted to do with myself and some of that process of it. And I said, you know, I want to do something else. I've been in management. I started doing private sector. I started doing consulting. And, you know, I seen where Uber was and what all these on-demand companies. And I'm like, this is a this is a bubble happening in technology. And, you know, I have really good friends and really great mentors around me. And I've been blessed to that part of it and says, Victor, you know, go ahead. I think you, you're the person that if you want to do something, you run through this process. And, you know, I spoke through a lot of it and I just went out there, had a great, one of my great friend, Kimberly, who I spoke to her, she became an investor and also helped me through part of it as being a founding member. And then I started reaching some of my other friends. And then that's when I brought also, I'll let you know about Greg Wilder also, who's a great friend and mentor of mine who helped me through this journey. But I can tell you, I would not be where I am if it's not for each one of these mentors who's been and come in my life. And some of them are still here and continue to be where I am and helping me through get where I'm going through. So I always thank yeah. it to them and the people around me. Yeah. Love that. Love that. And so here you are with an opportunity to do something. You got some encouragement, sounds like, which is great. What, like, you just saw a, a need. You just saw, like, it just, this this makes sense. Like, what was the burning? Like, I got to do this. It's, it's more of a need, but I always wanted to challenge myself. I know that I'm capable to do what I really set myself to, but I wanted to challenge and see something different. I saw the oil and gas industry needing a niche of something that needed to be changed, but I saw that there was also a huge challenge in the regulations out there. So, you know, I started reaching out. And I say, and every single time that I go to the gas station and even being working in the logistic, I says, I wish someone can just bring this over to me and give me the data that I need to. You know how much time right. this thing would save us? And, you know, I started and I said, I'm going to go for this and I'm going to make this a lot simpler. I'm going to take my time. I'm going to study this process. And then you that's when I started meeting some of my relationships and get in the oil and gas industry. And I started learning about the oil process. And I'm like, oil is quite interesting. Oil moves the economy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of lot of money, and obviously we have a certain family to thank to thank for that from the 1800s. Yes, old Rockefeller himself. But you know, there's there's obviously a a a big industry, and you said, you know, let me carve out my little piece. What would you say to the listener right now who's maybe they feel like they're in an industry that's been around forever and ever? You know, they're in oil and gas or tr the trades. You know, home services, commercial services. You know, whatever it is, like. It's the same thing that's been done for the last hundred years, generally speaking. They have an idea, or even if it's not a necessarily a new idea, they just want to carve out their little piece of the pie. What do you say to that person who's, you know, kind of toying with this idea? 
you know, I, I look at it, find what the customer needs and find that niche of what is missing. There's always something missing, especially with something new is coming in. Right now, we're all speaking about, what was it? We started with NFT. We started with blockchain technology. Now we're here in AI. And AI is the big bubble now. This is the big conversation that everyone is doing is, is speaking about. But, you know, if you have that niche that you need to add to it and find the need to it, like the way I look at it, I says, how, what can I do in the mobile fueling that is going to save you money? It's going to save you time. You're going to say yes. And you're not going to give me a no for no, for no reason. Right. Yeah. So I started outlining how long does it take you to go to a gas station? You spend about 35 minutes. Says, so, oh, wow, that's a huge payroll. If you calculate time by vehicle says, if I'm an individual, would I like gas to go to go directly to me? I said, yes, that individual. I says, but I can't go to everyone's home. So I have to figure right. it out what that individual will need and how they would need it. Right. So, but I need them all in a large base process. So I says, why don't I go to your job while you're working? Right. right. Uh, while you're working, I can fill up all your employees at once. And it's just like a B2B, B2C, but I'm still putting it as a route and I'm still be able to come to, instead of going to your home, I go directly to your job. You only fuel once a week. You're not fueling every day, but I still right. catch you and I catch your employees. That's right. Yes. Yeah. I love that model. And the encouragement mm -hmm. that I want to give to the listener is, I mean, you mentioned, you know, NFTs and blockchain and, you know, crypto and, and now AI and all these like really hot topics. Well, Gasoline's been around for a while. Yes. <laughs> Fuel, mm -hmm. uh, even longer than that, before mm -hmm. we knew what gasoline specifically was. Okay, so you've taken this concept of something new and even applied it to an archaic industry that is never going to go anywhere because we are always going to need fuel of some sort. Okay, right. fine. So it's really, it's really make it better right find who mm -hmm. who who are you who are you trying to help analyze their daily weekly whatever their process is that you're trying to help them with and what's the pinch what's the absolute most value that you can add would you agree that's that's what you're saying Yes, I, it has a lot more value to it. You know, I can tell you on the B2C customers who are the individual, you're at work and we're going to be able to fuel you. You never have to go anywhere anymore for you. are not touching a gas station that right. has, you know, I don't want to speak bad about the gas station industry, but when have you ever seen a gas station being clean? Uh, especially when we were going through COVID, because I was, I was like the our niche of launching that says, oh, wow. Now we really can't go to B2B businesses. So we have to make sure focus on our B2B only because these are the strong logistics. But I said, when can you ever see a gas station being clean? So we started analyzing data that is out there seeing, hey, now you never have to waste time to go to the gas station and sit there. You can get the fuel directly to your employees. And on the B2B customers is how much hours your employees actually sitting there. If you oh, calculate, yeah. you're, you, you know, you're paying your, your drivers $30 an hour and they're spending half an hour a day. How much is big as your fleet? You yeah. can say if you got a fleet of a thousand, I, your, your fuel will become free by the time of hourly freight. Yeah, and exactly. It, and I focus a lot of what, you know, what that business business need, because I don't only want to bring fuel to you, but how, as you mentioned, how this industry has been here for years, right? How has been doing it? I look at, ask them a lot of the questions to the customer says, how do you get your fuel right now? It says, you know, I get this paper 
how do you track it? So say we look at all these invoices. I'm like, right. but we're, we're, we're in 2020, 17, and you're still tracking invoices like this. So I says, how much do you know what you pay for fuel? He says, nope. I says, do you, so it's like, there's a lot of missing information. So I noticed that there's a lot of missing information that they need. They want to get transparency and they want to be able to save through their fuel. And I gave them the perfect panel that I call it a panel. And then I upgraded to a fuel management. Now I give them data, enough data, how much CO2 you're saving. Right. I can tell you, I'm very transparent in the oil and gas industry. Like you're at a gas station directly in there to your B2B. So now they know yeah. all the information that they need to, they can fill up taxes information. They get all the reports that they need to in there. Right. And they have right. the fuel management of gas up in place for the b2b businesses well you've eliminated theft you've eliminated the time spent at the pump you've eliminated the unknown of what's actually happening you've brought transparency to it all of those things that you've just described i have personally experienced inside of businesses that i own that have transportation and so i know exactly that feeling and here's what happens the the closest solution is a fuel card and you have to use that fuel card at a specific type of pump and you're like no that that's not convenient at all. Mm-hmm. And, and they have their own little software and you have to adapt to that. And it, it's it, and then you get no reward points. And so it's like, well, wait a second. So I get, I get to use you in a stipulized way, or I can use my credit card and get rewards for the business to be able to grow. It, there is, you're right. It is a, it is a and, mess. And let me an add, and let me add to it. You have that fuel card, correct? Let's right. just say, Hey, I'm fueling at such a shows gas station chat. Come by. I want to fill up your car too with this fuel card. Exactly. Pay me in cash. There is no way for you to prevent theft if you even threw a fuel card. It's a lot easier to do it through a mobile fueling process. Yeah, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah, you've eliminated a lot of a lot of the concern of of that business owner for sure. So I can already mm-hmm. see how this is. You're going nationwide, man. Because if you came to my area, it'd be like, yes, that makes perfect sense. And I, um, and I am, and I am, because I'm going to tell you later about my pl- my new platform and what we have discovered to be able to have a nationwide. A lot of you love it. I love it. Okay. Well, let's get into some practicals here. Tell me about a bad decision that you made that uh, we can learn from something that uh, maybe you've stumbled into that maybe you didn't know that you were getting into, but it ended up not working out at all. And we can learn a bunch from you. Oh, I, I could probably write couple of pages of all these bad decisions sometimes <laughs> you make because I look at it and I don't always look at a bad decision as bad. I look at it as an experience. It says, hey, sure. make the right experience. And Chad, I can tell you, I have great, great mentors behind me and I'm a huge listener. I'm like a sponge still. I'm, I don't know it all. I love learning. Learning is my thing of it. And some of the mistakes that I have made in the past have, have grown to where I am. And one of the biggest mistakes that I've seen that I made is, you know, how do I look at this whole electrical industry? And I started putting together a mobile truck to be able to push it over to the electrical industry. And I started to see, I says, why did I jump in on this too quick on this part of it? I should have slowed down. And it was something that I, that I thought that I was going in too early into that part mm-hmm. of it, especially when I have a growing business that has data that it still has a long time where to go on the EV. So what I have done is, you know, learn to be able to, to be able to see what is the right way for you to go on your business and don't try to speed through a process just because technology is already there, you know, yeah. take time, take time to oversee it of it. You know, I, I spend a lot of my personal time. That was the greater that I didn't spend anyone else's time, but I got to the end to see that this, 
mobile electrical it was not going to work in this industry until we figure it out what kind of battery can charge as fast as you pump your vehicle <laughs> and right. that's there you're not going to do that and and you know i slowed it down and i learned a lot through that it was you know i can tell you every decision did something that i fall i learned a lesson to it it says you know this is what you learned through this process and it gave me a huge experience in my life yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. I think that it it falls mm -hmm. into a greater bucket of, you know, shiny object syndrome or staying focused. I mean, we mm -hmm. can say it a lot of different ways. Yeah. That doesn't mean that charge it up or whatever you're going to call the electrical portion mm -hmm. of it when it when it rolls out that it won't ever come. It just means I love the the way you you kind of just rest it in like, no, you just got to stay here for a minute. Like just because yeah. it's working and and it's, it doesn't mean we need we leave it. It actually means the opposite. It means we press in so we can really squeeze the I, juice and then I didn't really I didn't really stop it. I just changed strategy and yeah. fast because when I am, I think I can do different, you know, multiple projects. But you know, as long as you you manage it correctly, I changed my strategy around charge it up. I focus on where the industry is and what they're doing, and it was charging stations. I said I have to come up with another platform. I don't need to use a human. I need to have something that doesn't have too much spending on our end and do less time. I can see if I can outsource what I'm doing, and then later on. Sure focus on what the future is doing, but also try to do something innovative that no one else is doing because that's what I love doing. And yeah. it's trying to challenge the industry. And I focus and outsource my, the charge it out process of it to focus on putting charging stations all over the United States using, you know, going after government grants, using ourselves, using some of our relationships in there and grow our model so we can give the option to our fueling customer that has also electrical vehicle that they want to. You can manage both platform under our management panel and you can have access to both whether you want charging stations or you want access to fuel you'll be able to have access to both on our platform yeah love it love it i didn't actually know that the other side was called charge it up it just made a lot of sense to me so i said it and here we are talking about it like it's a real thing because it is it is it is oh, i love it, it. <laughs> i love common sense man just, just make it make sense to me and we're good to go Great All right. Minds, well, tell, great me about, tell me about a good decision, Victor. I want to know something that you did that you can look back and this one decision, this one moment in time has led to a bunch of other successful moments. Ah, great decision is that I always make is become a huge listener and don't become annoyed at all. Why is because where I'm at is I have I have a great board. I have great mentors. I have great friends that I have in, you know, not not be stubborn. And that's the decisions that I made in myself is, you know, be open, no matter who that, where that person is, be a listener, understand, because I can tell you, Chad, I would not be here if it's not each one of these individuals that are in my life at the moment. You know, some of them come, some of them go, but some of them stays forever and become mentor, become great friends. You know, I can tell you this just a quick story. Greg Wilder, who's my general counsel, has been with me traveling and he stopped his career, what he was doing. And he says, Victor, if we're going to do this, we're going to do this this way and this way and that way. And I'm like, of course, you know, why wouldn't I? Why would I challenge a lot of right. the experience that you have 30 years of what you're doing? And yeah. I'm learning. I'm like, you're giving me 30 years of your experience in the tax and the, in your world and helping me grow this business. So, yeah. you know, that's been, that's been my biggest part. What I always tell everyone is, you know, be open-minded and, and accept the help and accept the mentors that are around there. Because if you don't, you're going to look, you're not looking to surpass, you know, even level one that I call it in startup. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I, I told you I was on your website just right before we were on the pod and sifting through and looking at your team and your leadership team and your executive team, your board members, mm-hmm. you know, your advisory, all that fun stuff. It just, it's, it's, it's one thing to hear a guy like you with obviously a, a, a just a great business say, I have people around me and, and I, and I need to listen. I need to be a learn it all, not a, not a know it all. But when you see it in action, when you see the people, I can literally see the names and titles of people who, who you yeah. put behind you, and you're like, "Wow, that it takes it to another level." We've got a guy in in our in our mastermind group. He's a, a big general contractor, and you know, multiple nine figures, and he uses the same language. Actually, he calls it a, "be a learn it all." Don't be a know it all. Be a learn it all. And so you've got a guy with decades of experience. I would say I would I would challenge him to say he's he's not he's a mature king, but even sage, like the next stage after king, you know, mm-hmm. is that sage wisdom. And it's like, man, if if we can continue to put ourselves, even though I would consider both of us in that king stage where we're pouring out and a lot of things that we do, it's still our responsibility to surround ourselves with allies as well as people that have just been doing it. A little bit longer. So would you say anything else to that? No, I agree. I, I'm so grateful to every day of the people that are around me. And I listen to them every single day and every question that I have. You know, it's funny. I always do. Sometimes is when I get an advice that I'm just like, not too sure of it. I'm like, you know what? I have eight others. <laughs> I can go ask eight others and see. And, you know, once you start hearing it, they start telling it in you and so many in a in the English language, I call it, but in a different way, I'm like, okay, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. And it, you bring up a, just a very interesting point mm-hmm. because there are times where, I mean, for, of course we like to hear what we like to hear. Mm-hmm. And, and so we seek agreement, number one, which could be good. It could be, you know, being yeah. stubborn, right? You just wanting to hear your own words back to you, which is the point of counsel. It's the point of having a, an advisory board or a mastermind group or a friendship or whatever, where you can not only bounce ideas and they go, uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep going, dude. You're doing it great. Those things are mm-hmm. encouragement is good, but you also need the guy to say, hey, you know, I don't know if that lines up with what you've told me or, you know, seems a little bit risky to me. And even though, you know, as entrepreneurs, especially a super big picture, innovative guys like you, super optimistic, <laughs> you know, you look at the scenario, it, the glass is always, it's not even half full. It's all the way full with guys like you and me. And, and so when guys even present how it could be possibly not full, we're like, nah, psh, get out of the way. But we got to be careful because uh, sometimes it's those agitation thoughts that help us actually dissect the the plan that needs to happen, not just our our pie in the sky plans, you know, I, I'm going to tell you a quick little story about that. Uh, I have a mentor named by Steve Olay, who's also sits on my board. And when I first started gas it up, a lot of my language, the way I was saying certain things was not the right way. Right. So, you know, I told Steve at the beginning, I said, Steve, please, you know, I want you to text me when you hear me that we're at a pitch and I'm using that language or that word the wrong way. And we took it as a joke every single time. So he would text me like, got you, you know, you, you're using the word again, doing it. So I don't look at it. Someone would take that as such in a bad comment says, you know, someone is trying to teach you something. But when someone comes to you and telling you, you shouldn't use these words in this conversation or in this pitch or in this part where you are right. you should be so grateful and give that person i, I want to give him a hug just because you know you use certain words that you can't you shouldn't use and having that experience of him being a huge ceo in, in an industry and start his business i'm 
I should be paying attention. So I said, continue and telling me every single time you see me, don't feel afraid of just telling it to me and just tell me yeah. you're doing it again, Victor. And two, I got the hang of it. And this is where I am is because my mentors, I love hearing criticism and what I'm doing wrong because I'd only see it, I can only see it my way, like you just mentioned it, but someone else is seeing it from the back, from the front end. And that person always trying to do is help you. You should yeah. be great for that person to help you and don't take it as a, as you know, bad. I, at the beginning, I'm like, of course you get a little intent about it, but I'm like, no, be grateful. You're someone is trying to teach you something that they see in you and they're trying to make you better. Yeah. hundred percent. It's that learning all that learn it all mindset and, and not being stubborn. <laughs> we have to daily remind ourselves not to be stubborn. Yes. Okay. I want to know if there's a certain process to your decision-making. I mean, I'm looking in at your history, you know, your the company itself has just exploded. You have this incredible team of advisory people and executive team. I mean, you just have this, this butt kicking business. Most people on the other end are hearing me interview right now and they don't have a clue what you've put together. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> what's the decision-making process look like when you have number one, such a big thinker like you, a lot of business owners are. And then number two, since you have built this thing around you and maybe the listener hasn't yet, is there a different way that you make decisions once you have people around you that you can co collaborate with? Yes. That's a, I love that question. I, I make decisions. I don't make decisions. Okay. I don't like even using the word I, my team makes the decisions. So, you know, I always look at them and reflect into them to help me make the decision or where we need to go to. It depends on what level of decision it is. If, you know, even if I'm speaking to a VP in the company, you know, he's passionate about what he put on the table. And I always, I explain to everyone, I love data. Data is a number, a number equals to an answer. And you'll see why I'm a data person to where the company's at is because, and I always tell them, you know, when you come to me with something, just follow the data and making the right decision. So, you know, it makes sense because when I have to go back and explain it to someone, it has to make sense and it equals to an answer. So that data you're going to give me, it, it, it should make sense. So yeah. I always preempt them and I always help them out before they do, because I have, I make this decision with my team. And my team is very knowledgeable when we work together. And, you know, I have my COO, Fred. I have David Grisby, who's my CEO, who's one of my closest friends and my, and my one of my greatest mentors and everything that I do. Speak to him every day. I speak to him more than I speak to my family. Sometimes we joke about it. But, you know, I don't use, I don't make decisions on myself. I make decisions with my whole team. And, you know, that's just yeah. where it, it helped me reflect to it. And if, and if a decision gets too difficult that I can't make it with, you know, that it has to be, outside of corporations, I have a great board. I have advisories that I can go to. I have great mentors, you know, as you can see on the website, I don't want to mention some of their names yet because I'm not, I don't know if I can, but they can go out there and check on the website where they are. But, you know, they, they give me their experience and they give me the best advice to move forward. And I always follow it through that and it helps me in a lot of my decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I love that perspective. I think that uh, you're giving us, you're giving us more meaty juice or more meaty substance here than the listener probably even understands. So I want them to pay really, really close attention here. Um, you're, you're giving it to us real and raw. I want to switch over to our speed round here because I've got some questions that are fairly practical. The first one's around data. So I love the fact that you just lined me up with this question saying that you're a data guy. It is interesting though, because there's a lot of entrepreneurs who, who aren't data driven, more feeling driven, more uh, instinctual, which is all fine. I think that mm -hmm. there's a lot of, yeah. there's a level 
to much of that. And we already actually even talked about that with you and your instinct around the industry and things moving towards, you know, the on-demand services and all that fun stuff. So you, you've talked about that level too. So just because we're about to talk about some data doesn't mean that the instinct part is, is not there. But the question is this, if you could only track one piece of data forever and ever inside of your business, what would it be? Me. Myself. Okay. Myself is because um, my behavior and my decisions reflect a lot on not only my family, but also everyone in my company. So I always track what I do and how do I how do I fix it? How do I make it better? I'm not an all at all. I'm a huge person that just enjoy reading, enjoy finding the right answer because I believe that it is if I've the decision can reflect one of my decisions or anything else based on what I have done in the past can affect anybody else in the future of it or any of my, yeah. or any of my decisions of it. So as long as I continue to make myself better, I know I can continue to, to help others in the right way because I'm helping myself first. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I, I was just uh, recording with a podcast, recording a podcast with a guy that had this, a similar thought he's in the success industry and coaches, mm -hmm very high level athletic directors and, and even, you know, people, you know, at the university of Texas and so forth and so on. But he mentioned the same thing. It's like, you can't, you can't pour out or you can't give much really to anybody. If you yourself don't have much of a foundation or a, a strength mm -hmm. about it, you mm -hmm. know, where it overflows, you can, you can definitely do it, but it's like, it's broken. Yeah. So I, I guess my follow-up question to that is, is how do you track yourself? What areas do you track yourself or what's practical for the listener to be able for them to be able to start doing what you're talking about? Yeah. So, you know, based on what am I'm doing, if I'm doing a certain way, such as decision on the technology, where do we go on the technology? What do we do with my personal self and making that decision that I made it make that I made something a better or that I made a decision that could have been a better based on my past experience. So I track myself on my decisions of how to make a better decisions. How do I sure. focus on, on making sure I make better choices on other things, just to even now my, also my personal, the impacts everyone else's. Right. So I always look at how can I do that at all time and, and, and focus on that because that's the only way that I'm going to be able to make everyone else's better. I can tell you, I have grabbed my last chief of marketing officer. He came in at the beginning of it. One of my biggest thing, it was, you know, I want him to become better after he leaves gas it up. And it was to mentor him to make sure that he made the right decision and worked with him off the clock, a lot of it. And that was one of my main goals is, you know, if I made myself better now with my experience, I can pass it along. And, and, and that person, even when they continue to work here or they continue to leave out of here, they will be much appreciated. And all I ask them is, you know, pass it along, help someone else out that, you know, help you move to that next level. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a key that unlocks a lot of, you know, and I don't even say hidden doors, but they do mm -hmm. feel hidden until you get to the place where you're you start unlocking these areas of life and it comes mm -hmm. through what you're talking about. Not only taking care of you, and that sounds selfish, but you have to do that for a period of time. Yes. You got to make sure your mind's right. You got to make sure your actions, right. Your daily plans are right. You know, all that stuff, even the subconscious, what I was talking about with this other guy. But once that happens, then it's like, it's like, there's a freedom in going, let me give it to you and you yes, and you. Mm -hmm. And that actually becomes <clears throat> part of the King mindset at that point, you know, of, of really being able to become all that you're made for yeah, is being able to help them become all that they're made for. 
Yeah, but you know, you and I before the show we started, we was laughing about something and had a conversation. Is you know, it really has to be that person that wants it too. You know, that's right. Because I there's a lot of people that don't and don't want to move forward and doesn't want that help. I have run through both of them, but if you if you show me that you want this and you and you want to push forward and if I can find a way to help you, I'm going to give you my experience and I'm going to give you the best ones that I have, the best one that I was taught by my by my mentors and pass yeah. it over to you so you can make those great decisions too. Yeah, I love it. Mm-hmm. What what book or resource would you recommend, Victor, for a business owner trying to grow? I that's I love it. The Culture Code by Daniel Coley. Okay. Uh, yes, it's what one of my yeah. They one of my favorite part of that book. It was so he had a quote and it was to build a solid structure, right? So he had kindergarten, he had CEOs, he had presidency, and you know, and all category, and he put them all together. And the one that became successful to bring the tallest one, it was the kindergarten because they all worked together. None of them wanted to become a leader. Mm-hmm. So I, I I enjoy that book because it opens up a lot of things that you should be seeing of how you should run a business and a culture. And culture to me is super important. And one of my mentors, Steve Valet, always, that's the first thing that he came into the company says, this is what you have to learn. And he's, he's also a coaching CEO. And I took his course. Uh, he put me with someone at the beginning of it too, like the yeah. level that I was when I was starting. And I learned a lot through it. And, you know, I believe in it. I'm, I'm a huge person that I believe the culture is important to the company and making sure that you don't have the wrong person also not working for you, but make sure that they follow in that process of it because you don't want someone who's not enjoying themselves at what they're doing. You want yeah. them to, to be valuable also because I've been in those positions. I've been yeah. down there. I know what it feels like. It. I know what it feels like not to say good morning to someone when you first seen them or anything else, you know? Having these feelings and understanding that, to me, that book breaks a lot and I continue to go back and forth to it always. Interesting. Interesting. I love the dynamic. <clears throat> it actually explains a lot of what you've got set up, right? All the things we've talked about, you putting all these kindergartners around you for <laughs> lack of better terms, <laughs> because uh, you've got some really incredible people around you. It's a similar thing that, you know, inside of a mastermind and gathering the Kings does this, you know, we're all seven and eight figure business owners that have these, you know, for all intents and purposes, kingdoms, right? But mm-hmm. there, there's this value when I can come together, I can put my crown down. And even here today, we're doing it. You put your crown to the side. Both are represent, representation of you know, all our success and you know all of our domain, right? Mm-hmm. All of our authority. But we set it to the side so that we can do this. Exactly. And, 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 you know, I would do this always. And, and if I can always pass the right message to anyone and, and, and teach them some of the things that I have learned, you know, I've learned to pick up a book. I've learned to have mentors around me, not afraid of ask questions. But if I can always and support you and what you're doing and passing the right message to it, hey, kudos to you, what you're doing. I, I love it, you know, and to the listeners out there, you know, it's great information always, you know, the more you get, the better you get at where you're going. And it's like, I look at your podcast, it's like, let me pick up the chat's book. Let me see what chat the chat has today on. <laughs> That's <laughs> because, right. You know, he has different chapters in it and you learn different experience from men. It's like having this class of leadership in there and learning from everyone that goes into the industry, whether you bring someone who's in the painting world, whether you bring someone in technology, we all have that 
that, it, you know, that little bit that I can pick up and learn something from that person and apply it to my business. And, you know, you know, you have, you call it the King's show. I call it a chat book. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and, and continue with the chapters. You just have a long, 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 you know, and I want to see you continue in a couple of years, come back again and be like, Hey, what chapter are we on today? <laughs> what chapter are we on? That's right. Well, I, those are very kind words. <clears throat> you know, it's funny too, because, and this is just maybe a little, you know, inspiration or, or a little fuel for the listener, because, you know, I started this thing, not even knowing that I would have guests like you, you know, and, and I've had some incredible guests. I mean, we're coming up on 300 episodes, as you mentioned, what chapter are we in? I love that perspective, you know, but, but I've had, you know, I, I started this thing thinking I was going to help small business owners. And I had a guy, I've had multiple guys <laughs> reach out and say, Hey, I've read a lot of chapters of your book, AKA I've listened to a lot of your episodes. Hey, how do I, like, I want to, I want to know who's in that group because I, I need, I need some people around me too. And, um, I just never even imagined that when I started this, because I thought, well, I, I got my mastermind over here. We're starting that thing. That's cool. But like, <laughs> this is for, this is for the small guys and we'll help them. But I get more and more guys like you quality, high achieving business owners with big businesses going, man, I really like that guy. Not me. The other <laughs> guests that I have on the show, which Again, it's like, man, now we're talking about this, this actual thing that I had in mind of like gathering real yeah. kings together. And it doesn't have to be the Chaz show or the Chaz book, <laughs> but it can be like a little bit of you, a little bit of me, a little bit of him, a little bit of her, you know? And so I appreciate that. I also want to reflect that to the listener that if I can, if I can do this, then they can surely do what they're trying to do as well. I got a question for you about family, Victor. Mm -hmm. I know that you know, before we hit the recording button, we talked about family and kiddos and and just your family and just the, how precious that is to you. Of course, it's it, you know you got we we learned of your perspective from your mom, mm -hmm. you know, and the reverence that you have for her. But as business owners, I have learned through this podcast as well as even my own journey, as well as all the people that I know in person as well. And it's almost unanimous. 100% of the time, we have this obsession in our business, right? That's why we're successful. And I have learned that it's not balance, but it's obsession with my kids or obsession with my wife that also fuels those areas. So my question to you is, how do you obsess over those three areas all at the same time? Oh, man, that's a that's beautiful question. You know, I think family, first of all, is most important. And I and that's one of my part that going back to culture, Chad, I want to let you know, I always advocate that to everyone. Unless you're you, you're straight level headed at home, you're not going to be able to bring that over to the next place, wherever you go with this work, with this, you know, anywhere you're going or whatever you're doing, you're not going to be able to. But to me, it is always super important. And the beauty of it is, you know, it has like a balance of it. When work gets you so stressed, then you go home to your kids and your kids balancing you through that part of it and says, you know what, I'm at peace at home and this is my peace or, yeah. you know, let me have fun, but let me go back to my peace, whether whatever I'm doing it is, I call it, you know, I call it work sometimes one day as you walk in, put it in the fire, my CEO and I says, yeah, let's put this fire away. Okay. Let's go put the fire away. But you, you know what? You come home and, you know, you got your kids and they're your peace. That's exactly yeah. where what I feel at home. And one of the biggest thing that I talked to one of my great friends, Michael Martinez, who's the CEO, founder of Four Point Capital, who mentioned to me, says, Victor, you know, what was the biggest thing you learned through COVID? And I said, I was not spending, a, he, you know, he mentioned, says he was not spending enough time with his family. And I said, wow, that reflected me and hit me hard because yeah. I travel a lot. 
And I'm like, why am I not spending time with my kids? Why, why shouldn't I be there? And then, you know, I've learned that through this year. And there, I call it my peace and my balance between work and everything. And, and it's great. And I've learned that also. And now I spend a lot more time. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love the perspective that it can be different or it can be the same, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you said, it could be fire, at, you know, fun, like the, like the, the intensity is really what I could, I took from the fire, but it can be intense at home too, because yeah. man, there's, they're, they're kids and you're building them and, and you can be passionate with your wife and, you know, like all this stuff that we do as a family can be fire or intense, but I, I love how it can be, mm-hmm. it can be a safe, safe place, a place of recharging, mm-hmm. you know, um, it, it, regardless across the country, that's going to look different for, for all of us. I appreciate you sharing that though, especially from the angle of knowing that uh, you've built something in an industry that didn't, I mean, the industry existed, but the way that you're doing it is so new. And so you look at people who sell themselves, right? And and I think that you've done the opposite. And so there has to be more than just the tightrope balance of like, well, let me appease my family. And it's like, no, no, no. Like I love my family deeply. Yes. That's, that's obsession. That's burning mm-hmm. desire. Thinking where Rich talks mm-hmm. about a burning desire and I want to go after, I want to go hard after them. And that could be doing a zoom instead of traveling. Yeah. That could mean letting my CEO go instead of me, like whatever that looks like, it doesn't really matter. It just but means that me, you have now the perspective of obsession over here in these areas. It's, it's funny. You mentioned that my daughter goes and goes to her mom and says, mom, I can call daddy. He'll pick up at any time of the meeting. And she goes and tests her out. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, let me go test that out. She goes and calls me immediately. I pick up the phone because I'm like, yeah. my daughter's FaceTime. I'm like, baby, I'm in, you know, I'm in a meeting. She's like, yeah. I told you, look, he picks up. I'm like, wow, don't do that to me. Come on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it's the power but, of your child because you've given her that, that, yeah, yes, yes. that crown really. Yeah. No, my kids are my everything. They, my peace, they, my world. That's what I do it for. That's, you know, I, it gives my strive. It's just, you know, that's, I look forward. That's like my little shiny stars that is right there that I just got to reach out. <laughs> that's awesome, man. I got one last question here for you, Victor. You ready? Yes. If you could whisper in the younger Victor's ear, what would you say? Hmm. You got me on that one. That's, that's a good one. What would I say? Don't waste some of your time in unvaluable places. And, you know, I look at it as, you know, I wish someone would have told me or could have whispered into my ear and told me, Victor, you know, time is very valuable. And if you sit there and just waste it, you're, you know, that's the only thing I look at time. That's the only thing that you don't, that you can't buy, you know, and it's precious. So I, wish someone would you know and could tell me be like hey pay attention you could have got it you could have run a little faster <laughs> yeah yeah and, and, and so, and so, so i laugh because some of my friends would be like what more faster do you want to go because how fast do you want to go because i'm yeah. like nah i think i can i could have went a little faster and i read what you have in the back of it just with the with the hat says king stayed humble and hustle you know and then the excuses are for weeks it's like perfect <laughs> yeah yeah, no, it's true. It's it is funny too that you gave the perspective of friends saying, "Well, you already did it super fast. You're young. You're successful. Like, what else could you want?" And it's like, well, when you when you understand, there's unrealized potential. Even still today, like you can't go back. I can't go back. Obviously, there. But there's ways for us to go faster, better, stronger now. And there's going to be ways where we look back in another thirty years and go, "Man, I really wish I would have told myself this." 
we're yeah. going to miss it the next decade or two or three. But that's okay. We know what we know now. We have yes. the answers that we've learned so far, like you said, mm-hmm. and we can apply those things to be able to be the best, but also the to realize as much potential as we possibly can, to be the best versions of ourselves, to have the most fulfillment, however mm-hmm. you want to say it. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. Victor, how can the listener find you? They 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 hear you. They want to maybe use your services because if they're in New York or Connecticut or wherever city you're coming to next, or if they're just a business owner, they want to pick your brain. How can they find you? Uh, they can always reach out to me on social media. Of course, everyone has follows the social media thread. I'm on Twitter. It's just V Rodriguez with the one instead of the I. Same one as in the same platform. You can also reach out and go on the Gas It Up website and reach out to us directly from there, you know, and also just, I have my emails. I put my email up there. Anyone who wants to reach out in business and, and wants to pick up my head, my email is just vrodriguez at gasitup.com. Please reach out. And I try to answer all my email. If not, my executive assistant answer the other half. There you go. <laughs> but but I, I have it there just to tell everyone else. So our platform is looking to increase and be able to give everyone else, just as you know, there's a lot of people who's doing this in 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 the old way and still doing right. this this way. We, yep. are, we are in the middle of, of looking how do we launch our next platform platform that is the ability to allow any mobile fueler to start leveraging and using our technology cloud base. So it will Love give that. the impact such as places where you are. So if there's a, you know, wet fueling company where, where you are, please, I let every mobile wet fueling company out there reach out to us in your states. We hope you get contracts. We also, you know, help you turn your business into the cloud and allow us to use your our fuel management that is connected directly to a telematic. Our goal this now to connect everyone into this one internal. So when you have the same driver app that everybody will have to be able to connect, but that driver app connects to their platform. So everybody has transparency in the oil and gas industry. And then also, you know, as the oil and gas industry continues to grow, um, we are we're adopting charge it up and charge it up is a unique model that we have charging stations but we also found a way of how to give our customers off the power of the grid and also uh, for 2024 as i mentioned i didn't leave charge it up out there but we're looking to put together an, an autonomous robot they can charge inside a parking lot just using autonomous technology and that is our yeah. goal we'll charge it up in the future as it continue to increase on the ev vehicle and the u.s continue to push the market there yeah Well, if the listener isn't impressed by just those last few sentences, they weren't listening at all today and they should go back and just replay the whole thing. You gave so much value here today, Victor, and you got so many cool things that you're working on. You and your team have just been incredible to to host here. And so thank you for for showing up and showing out, brother. Um, the, the, The listener got more than they bargained here for today. That is for sure. I wish you personally nothing but blessing on your family, on your business, on your team, all of the things that you just said that you're working on. We so thank you for being here. No, I thank you. And I thank your show. And I'll be seeing you soon for the next chapter. That's right. Thank you for listening to Gathering the Kings today. I hope that you were able to pull out a few nuggets to go apply into your business right away. More importantly, though, I hope that you're realizing that it takes more to be successful than just being by yourself, doing it all on your own, carrying the weight all by yourself. What I have realized, not only in my own journey from multiple businesses and multiple different industries, and now interviewing literally over two or 300 other very successful seven, eight and nine figure business owners is that it's tough to do it alone. And so Gathering the Kings literally exists to bring together successful entrepreneurs. In fact, we are putting together one thousand kings specifically who are grateful but not done we're intentionally assembling kings 
who fight tooth and nail for their business, family, and communities. And here's what we believe, that in the pursuit of excellence in those areas, that it ignites within us the responsibility to govern power and forge a lasting legacy. So if that relates and, and resonates with you, and you know that you need people around you, sharp, qualified, other very successful business owners, I want you to go to gatheringthekings.com. I want you to take a look at what we're doing and see if it makes sense for you to be part of our pursuit to 1,000 Kings. Talk soon.